Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Pentecost Sunday, wow. No surprise it's one of those kind of Sundays in church. This time, a long time ago, God broke forth from heaven, broke forth from the Holy of Holies and did the greatest break-in of all time, which was the break-in to the human heart. And uh, if you've wanted to let someone break in, just let Jesus break into you. Uh, it's the greatest heist that ever took place for all the right reasons. He didn't come to steal, he came to give. Didn't come to take, came to pay back. Broke through the pots, the hardness of the human heart. The fickleness of the human mind, Holy Spirit is broken into the deep place inside every human being. And inside of us established an unexhaustible well that is fueled by heaven itself. And Pentecost Sunday today, we, we remember that wasn't a moment, it is a ever, it is now. Like Sometimes we can look back and be like, wow, God, you, you, you did it. He's like, no, I'm doing it still. It wasn't a moment in time. You can't go to the service station with your new car and fill it up once and think that's going to get you everywhere for the rest of your life. You would say you're delusional thinking that. Well, you're delusional thinking that a touch of the Holy Spirit is going to get you through all of your life. It's a continual coming back to the well, coming back to the river, coming back to the Holy Spirit and getting refreshed and revived and drinking again of this, this Holy Spirit that is not a thing. He is a person. We can't treat him like a thing, like I need that thing. No, you need him. He is God. He is the Holy Spirit with us. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this, It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. And that since we have the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we speak. This month we're doing our potted or planted series. And today, just really quick while we close the service, um, I want to talk to us about being planted in His presence. Not, not insulated from His presence, not having His presence around us not just being in church and great worship sets and, you know, I'm in four a week and it's wonderful being in the presence of God when this, Roland, so good to see you, when, um, when the Holy Spirit's all around you, but there must, must be this intentional rendering of the human heart to allow the Holy Spirit access into us, to allow Him to break through the hardness, to allow Him to break through maybe pain and offense and a hurt that we're carrying and allow life to, to flow into us that would be planted in the presence of God, like a, a tree planted in a pot or planted in the earth. We're called to be planted in this presence, drawing our life source, our, our hope, our joy, our peace, our energy from this great river that is the Holy Spirit. And he says, I believe, therefore I've spoken. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak, and, and God is the, he is the, he is the great spirit of faith, and faith has language, 
and that when we speak, we're listening to ourselves. So sometimes if you've got nothing good to say, the best thing you can do is simply keep your mouth shut because otherwise you'll start believing what you're saying, start agreeing with your own negativity, your own bad language. When the Holy Spirit enters our life, He doesn't just heal us and restore us internally. He gives us a new language to speak that then begins to craft the world that we live in. Faith has language. Faith, you can articulate faith. Faith is not this weird Pentecostal thing. Faith is faith. Faith has language. And when we receive this Holy Spirit, when they were in the upper room praying, the Holy Spirit fell upon them like great tongues of fire. And the very first thing that changed was their language. Peter went out of the upper room and he started preaching a message. And people are like, this guy's drunk. He's, he's all over the shop. He's talking out of it. But he wasn't. He was being carried along by the spirit of faith. God had put a new sound in his mouth, a new voice in his mouth, a new message in his mouth that before it wasn't there when the Holy Spirit entered his world, when the river of life began to flow through him, when the fire of God touched his life, when the dove landed upon him, whatever picture you want to give it, something changed. And one of the very first things that changed was the way he spoke. And he preached a message and and 3,000 people received their salvation in Jesus Christ when the Spirit of God fell. He spoke in a language that he didn't understand, but the world did. He spoke in a language that some people said was crazy, was out of whack, like you're speaking like you're deluded, but he was speaking a language that the world understood. And by the same, just as they believed and therefore they spoke with the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak. And our language creates the transformational environment that we live in. Like a uh, small caterpillar crawling on a leaf that munches its way through the leaf until it comes to the, for the metamorphosis, I think. Is that correct, Daniel? You're a scientist. As well as, you know, an early childhood educator. But when, it, when the transformational time comes for that caterpillar or that, that grub, whatever it is, it spins the environment out of its mouth. It spins a cocoon out of its mouth, and what comes out of its mouth creates the environment that it is transformed in. And it spins this cocoon, it weaves this environment around itself with what comes out of its mouth, and it is inside that environment, that environment, that that grubby little squishy caterpillar is transformed into something totally unrecognizable. If you put a caterpillar and a butterfly next to each other, one plus one does not equal two. Like That doesn't calculate well. And the Christian's life is like that. When you see the old life and the new life, it doesn't calculate well. The world doesn't have an equation or a mathematical solution to, to explain the transformational process from sinner to saint. 
from the rebel to the redeemed, from the lost to the found, from the hopeless to the hope-filled. The world doesn't have an equation to quantify the transformational process that faith does in a person's life that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And God wants to put a language in you that will transform the world that you live in. And it will start by transforming you. That as we begin to speak in this new language of faith, as we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to craft our language, and I, I do not mean we are therefore go around, you should speak in tongues and we can pray for you, but I'm not saying you... It's all about speaking in tongues. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your language and you will believe eventually the words that are coming out of your mouth. You will convince yourself of your new future and of your newfound hope that is in Christ Jesus. You'll no longer need to rely on an ex ex another source to, to prop you up. If that person just encouraged me, if that person just said to me, if I just heard you say the right thing to yourself, look at the person in the mirror and practice prophesying on them first. If you want a prophetic ministry, practice on that person. You'll be convinced after you see the results. Faith is what the Holy Spirit brought alive in our lives. It connects us divinely to God. It puts a new, new sound inside of us, a new voice in us. And that as we listen to ourselves, when we speak, we prophesy to our marriages and our families and our workplaces. We prophesy to ourselves. The psalmist wrote, I will command my soul. I will convince myself, I will command myself, I will take charge of, of myself and live the life that God has for me. Romans 8 goes on and it tells us, if the same, if, and if the Spirit who raised, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who, li who lives inside of you. He is the most optimistic person you'll ever meet. God is not the God of the down buzz. He is not the wet blanket God, the one who wants to make your life gray and bring the you know, eternal rain of overcast weather to your life. He's the God of the rainbow, said I'll never do it again. He's the God of promise, the God of provision who wants to put a rainbow over your life, make your life spectacular, to blow away the grayness of depression, to blow away the grayness of despair, to blow away the grayness of defeat and regret and sinfulness and put a rainbow of promise over your life that that which was once gray, dreary and dull will be brought to life in the presence of God. He is the great giver of color. I walked into farmers once to look at the televisions and was suitably unimpressed at the picture quality of the biggest TV that I could find. It was impressive in size, but that was it. And I stood there, and my eyes aren't, you know, spectacular, but they know HD and what's not HD, and I thought, this ain't HD. This is like the other thing. And uh, until the, the helpful shop assistant, he came along and he, he gave me other glasses to put on and they were 3D glasses. 
I was simply staring at a 3D television. I was looking through the wrong lens. And when I put on the right lens, the depth, the quality, dolphins were like swimming through the room, birds were erupting. I just had the wrong lens on. I was just looking through the wrong filter. There's nothing wrong with the image. There's nothing wrong with the television. I just had the wrong filter. And there's nothing wrong with your life. Maybe you just got the wrong filter on. You're looking at your life from the wrong perspective. You're looking at it from the perspective of the world. You're looking at it from the perspective of your past. You're looking at it even from the perspective of your present or the perspective of culture or the perspective of your parents. Holla. You know, the perspective of someone else. When God's saying, if you just Look at your life through the lens that I, through the lens of the Holy Spirit. That thing that you thought was dull, was grey, was out of focus. All of a sudden, clarity comes, quality comes, depth comes. When you just change the lens you look through, we're going to close this morning's service with a worship song. But I just want you this morning, I don't need to pray for you. We should, we'll do that tonight at our six o'clock service. We'll do some Holy Spirit stuff and it'll be a world of fun. So come back tonight. But I just want you to drink from the river this morning. That is my heart as your pastor, is that in this place, there'd always be a river flowing where you can come and drink from. Because God knows what you need and I don't. I know you need the river, but he knows which part of the river you need. So the team's going to lead us in worship, and we're going to go a little bit over time, but that's okay. And I want you to stand uh, with me this morning in worship, and, he, and just receive on as we, you know, remember the day of Pentecost and when that Holy Spirit fell in that place, and just allow the Holy Spirit. Maybe you just need to to see things. From a different, through a different filter. Maybe you just need to change the language you're speaking with. Maybe you just, just need a, a, a slight adjustment. And my God, we all need a tune-up of the right type reasonably regularly. Just allow God to do it. He's the most kindest, most gentlest, and most best at it. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.